From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Chris. Solo. I got the coolest frontliners and stakeholders with me every week. So, man, I don't really fly that solo. I got the real heads on, man. People like Carl the C Notes and the fantastic Lady Blue, NYG516. You got to get me one day. NYG Love. I don't know. I'll get it in a minute. She'll be right here. Dre Graham. People of that nature. Anyway, this is your professor. Uh, Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. We're gonna preview this game that we got coming on again on another Monday night game versus the Seahawks. This is uh, real interesting. Um, we're gonna talk about that in just a second. Um, man, let me tell you what. Steve did a pretty damn great show in his all football podcast that was on Mondays. I need you guys to check it out. I'll tell you more about that later on the podcast. I forgot last week's announcements where. Um, the New York Rangers episode, the Brain Ranger Proud episode, where with uh, Mr. Colin Stevenson of of the, um, the beat writer from the, from Newsday. You guys need to check that one out too if you're interested. Also, um, the latest Knickerbocker Ave episode, Knickerbocker Ave was reviewing the movie that that's up on um, Amazon. Real good documentary about the New York Knicks, uh, Orange and the Blues. You need to check that one out too. And everybody, if you've been to a tailgate. <laughs> Y'all know my man, Captain Bill, man. Bill up, man. I tell you what, I've never seen the guy when I was sober, okay? <laughs> he, he puts it on you. But he had to sit down with Steve and Captain Bill from the Frontliners. We got that podcast as well on the uh, on the show, on Bleed Blue Show. And as you know, you know, you know how it goes. I'll tell you all the time, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show. Facebook, Twitter, IG, Bleed Blue Show. And that's where you can find us, one word. All right. All right, all right, all right. So, folks, all right. So, you know what? I I believe, based on the success of last season, the NFL said, hey, New York is back. And what they did was, I can say for the first four, probably long, there's probably more, but the first four weeks have been on national television. Two have been um, Monday night games, and the kickoff, you know, was a Monday night game with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, that that series, not the series, but the um, the uh, the feature of that kicking off the NFL season went away for a couple of years when they wanted to feature Brady versus um, Drew Brees. I forgot what the other one was, but it kind of got away for a little while, and they brought it back this year, like I said, based on the success and, and the uh, perception of these two teams. And it didn't go well for us in that first Monday night game. We're not going to bring that up. And um, then we had another game. We had the, the, the comeback against the Cardinals, and then we had the Thursday night kickoff for the season against the uh, for the thir- for Thursday night football that is with um with uh against the 49ers we didn't we did not win that game but we we didn't win that game and so now we're doing it again on Monday night football we have the Seattle Seahawks coming into town oh boy so this is a uh, uh in short I will just say that this is a game that the New York football giants can't afford to lose, especially not with our two games against the next two games against the Miami Dolphins. You all know what they look like. And the Buffalo Bills, who, eh, so, 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 so. So, anyway, what we'll do Monday night, you know, that, that will go a long way in determining what kind of season we're going to have. And it's time for our Giants defense to step up as well. My um, personal observation, though, let me tell you, one of the scouting, well, I don't know if it's a, it's a full official scouting report, but one thing I do hope to see, and this is in terms of matchups, the Giants' pass rush is going to be, people, people are talking about how, how crazy our, our offensive line is right now. You guys need to see what the Seahawks' offensive line looks like, <laughs> okay? And their vulnerable pass defense. You know, which is, I, 
I think, a golden garden for somebody like Darren Waller or Jalen Hyatt. Our rush defense against their running backs, that's also an area of focus. You know, you know, Seattle, if you've watched their games, it's funny. They don't look all of that knockout-ish, but they, they run a lot. And they, put a, they put some points on the board. And most of that is because their success hinges on their ground game. But overall, you know, there might be some opportunities for, for like I said, uh, Darren Waller to exploit the um, the pass defense for the Seahawks because they have a uh, not so good record against tight ends. Let's just say, and if both teams show their true colors, this could potentially be a shootout between two explosive looking offenses and struggling defenses. We'll never know. We'll see. I'm going to ask Carl C. Notes in a minute to give me the line on this as of now, about five days away from the game, you know, you know, four days, five days. You know, I can't stand when that happens. But um, here we go. Let's swing into it. This is Seahawks versus Giants. They'll be here at Midlife. Uh, 929-477-4171. Let's start off with, with, with C. Notes, man. What's up, T? Good evening, Chris. How are you? Oh man! Uh, and you are right. Bit... It is. What's that? <laughs> it is a pivotal, pivotal uh, game coming up on Monday <laughs> to the to the future of how we are looking to project this season out. Because uh, right. a, a loss here and this thing could snowball very quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. So. <laughs> I just mentioned matchups. You know these two teams pretty well. I mean, one decent enough, the other one pretty goddamn good. Um, <laughs> what you see here, man, matchup-wise? I got I to gotta go right to matchups because after three weeks of whatever we observed combined with these injuries, which I'm going to give an injury report in a few seconds, give me, give me your, your – uh, you know, not your forecast, but basically your observation. So when you look at both of these teams, you know, both of them have some unique strengths and, and some unique uh, weaknesses. You know, if you look at Seattle, I know they've had some injuries on the offensive line. I don't know what you, – you could probably get the injury report for them. I know their left tackle, uh, I believe, missed Sunday's game, but I believe he might be on track to come back on Monday night. Um, but their 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 style on their rephrase this um, their strength in the offensive line is not necessarily their their strong suit. Where they are strong is essentially everywhere else. You know they have the two back system that they run. They have the tight end Disley who did a very good job in the game on Sunday against uh, Seattle. And then of course you've got the three you know high quality receivers with Lockett, DK Metcalf and uh, the rookie that they drafted, uh, Jack uh, Smith and Jigba, uh, as well. And, uh, so, yeah. and, as we, and as we saw last year, you know, I was there in person. Steve was there in person. Uh, when we were in Seattle, um, these two teams played each other. And one thing that sort of uh, we, we sort of noticed was that, you know, even though the game was at a standstill for a period of time, uh, Seattle was able to find holes in the Giants' pass defense. Uh, that allowed Geno to have sort of a, the very good day that he had, particularly in the second half. And then conversely, uh, that was sort of the very first game in which Seattle's defense, despite being sort of you know undersized up front, really did a number uh, on the Giants' offensive line, stopping the mm-hmm. running game really for the first time that we had seen it and then putting the game uh, in the hands of Jones. And unfortunately, uh, that, that once that became um, a play sort of late towards the third quarter and into the fourth quarter when the Giants got behind by more than seven points, that became a very problematic situation. So Seattle has tell you, Carl, moved the defensive I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I love the way you remember that. Because the only, <laughs> the only recollection of that game, I didn't attend that one. The only recollection of that game that I have is Richie James losing two fumbles that, that Seattle converted into 10 points. That is very blatantly clear to me. And that really – you ever seen – have you ever seen anybody just curse out a television set before? I was, yes. 
You should have heard what we. You should have heard what me and a few folks said in the stadium that day when when my man had the ball before he fumbled the ball. About a second and a half before uh, he fumbled the ball, we're like, Prote- protect this ball, protect this ball. Second later, ball comes out. <laughs> you know, but you know what? Another thing about Seattle, um, Jamal Adams is coming back. He was out. He's been out for more yes. than a year. Yeah, he's yes. gonna make his, his season debut, and he's already feuding in house with them. I don't know whether it's a contract thing or the structure of the defense. I don't really know. I don't follow Seattle that closely, but I know he's unhappy. So, uh, yeah, that's that's whatever that is. That's going to play into this as well. What else do you see? What else do you see? You know? Well, so one thing that I was also thinking about since we've had you know about a week now since the, the last game that the Giants have played, it had me thinking. You know, we have sort of put the, the top teams in the conference sort of on their own pedestal, right? The Dallas, the San Francisco's, the Philadelphia's. Right. But then there's this right. second tier with Detroit and Seattle, who the Giants played last year. And I thought about this after conclu- – and I did put some data to it just to see if, if, if my instincts were telling me something. It seems like all of these games, the ones against the big teams that we've talked about, and even against right. Detroit and Seattle have, have all sort of played out exactly the same way where the Giants don't seem up front. And we've been talking about, I've been talking about this for weeks now, this sort of up front in the trenches battle on the offensive and defensive lines where the Giants mm-hmm. can't consistently run the ball and the Giants mm-hmm. can't consistently pressure the quarterback. And in all eight of these okay. games, I took, I took out the last game of the season against Philadelphia because I didn't get, that didn't matter. But in all eight mm-hmm. of these games, that is sort of what has played out. And, of course, the Giants are 0-8 in all of these games. And I'm trying to figure out how does this turn around? How does the defense that is not injured, by the way, there is, the Giants mm-hmm. literally have no injuries on defense and are playing terribly. I don't know if it's a matter of the other teams are just too good and we're sort of using that as an excuse, oh. particularly with Dallas and San Francisco, or mm-hmm. perhaps – the Giants, who were able to use a lot of trickery last season to kind of scheme mm-hmm. up and not have, you know, the other teams didn't have a whole lot of film on the Giants defenders. You fast forward a year right. with now nine months and, and a whole season of data to prepare to now counter what the Giants are doing with their blitz schemes, and all of a sudden the results are a little bit different. Maybe the, I'm just throwing that out there as a suggestion. I would like to hear what you have to say well, about yeah. this. Well, I, well, but the, your, your, it's something that I'm wondering part, about. Yeah. I am too, and your fellow frontliner is going to answer that for you. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. Bleed Blue Giant Preview Show with the Professor. Uh, next up, be well. Coming up later is Dre Graham, Crazy Ass Billy Bob, and I think my man Jets in the house. But again, nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. Let me get the handle right for once. All right, NY Love five sixteen. I think. I don't want to get cussed out from here on in. Is that right, Lady Blue? That is right, my dear. That is right. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. Wow. So, um, Jess, give that question to Lady Blue right quick, and then we're going to go on down the line about what, you want, what you're wondering. And all our listeners. Yeah. yeah. So something I'm, I was wondering about, um, Lady Blue, is this. You know, we've, a lot of the talk obviously has been about the Giants not being able to score and offensive line issues, and we all know that there's issues there. But defensively, the guys on defense are not injured right now. Nobody is hurt, that, to, to our knowledge. And yet their performance has dropped off precipitously on all metrics this year. And I'm wondering, and see if you can think about this, is it perhaps with a year of data – that teams now have on the Giants and what schemes they're running, that perhaps, unlike last year when the Giants were able to fool people a lot of the time, now that there is data that is available and these players are here, is it something that perhaps teams have just sort of figured out what the Giants are trying to do and are attacking that and being very successful at doing so? Well, let me tell you one thing, Carl. I love your analysis and your foresight on all the games. I, I love hearing you with with your with what you say for all our games. You're awesome. I love you to pieces. And I can't wait for the day I can give you a big giant bear hug. <laughs> but 
But I agree with you that there are so many teams that have looked at our defense because if you look at our games, every time we blitz, they must line up exactly how they blitz the last time. And, you know, the definition of insanity is the definition of our team. And I just also think that they just also forgot how to fucking tackle. I mean, because if we look at Stanford last week's game, how many missed tackles or slipped tackles, it was pathetic. And to go back to your sports, Chris, talk about someone yelling and screaming at the TV like they can hear you. Why do you think I keep all my windows in this house closed? (laughs) Let me tell you. I am the epitome of, dear neighbors, please don't call the cops. I'm yelling at my football team. Correct. And that's Correct. right. When, when the Giants play, Mario leaves the room because he knows exactly how we're doing by my screaming. Yes, no, you suck, asshole. I mean, I'm screaming at the TV like they could hear me. Because, I mean, because we can see the, we can, I mean, hell, when, they, when their offense is lined up, the other team's offense is lined up and our defense is lined up, I'm sitting there screaming at the team, they're going to screw you, they're going to fool you, change it up, change it up. And I'm thinking, if I can see this or we can see this as fans, why can't they see it and change it up? I don't understand this. But, I mean, but yes, they've watched films on us, and for some reason, our defense is taking different lines they're not trying to wrap guys up. I noticed they're trying to hit them out of bounds instead of wrapping their arms around them and tackling. And that's the issue. They need to go back to defense 101. Because they're okay. just not tackling. They're trying to get their legs, their shoelaces. Instead of wrapping them up, they're just like sliding past them. And they're slipping out of tackles every, every week so far. Because we have okay. no injuries on defense. There should be absolutely no excuses, and yet our defense has stopped. The only person on defense that has shown up is McKinney. Okay. Oh, All right. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Is that better? Much better. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I had my head, my, my, my lady blue ear pods. <laughs> My earpods keep coming, going in now. God damn it! It's okay. just like the Giants; they're fucking up as usual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, baby. Hey, but I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward today. to the game. I'm I'm really okay. looking forward to the game, and I really hope that they can get their shit together because I really, we really need to break this prime time curse. And I'm hoping after this year, after giving us five or six prime time games next year, I'm hoping we get zero. Okay. But no matter what, well, we're going to all to lead blue, and we're going to be here and love and bitch at our team every week. So love you all and bleed blue. Bleed blue. That's why we're crazy. That's exactly why we're crazy. Yeah, um, um, to see no uh, – really, let's see. Um, I'm looking at the death chart. Ojalari, I know he's getting better. He made a lot of progress. He was injured in a one-on-one pass blocking grill in practice leading up to the, the Cardinal game, and I, he hasn't been able to go since. I know Deontay Bank was questionable, but he's going to play. And Daniel Bellinger has a neck problem again. He was included in practice, but he played. He, he got into practice, and so did DJ Davidson. So that's all there is, man. And yet we play like hot garbage. I, I I don't know what the hell. I think McKinney hasn't been right since the ATV thing, and um um. Adori, man, he getting pushed around like a. Ugh, I ain't gonna say it. Almost, it's almost slipped out of me. I'm not out there no more. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. Dre Graham, what you thinking about, man? Yeah, listen. To answer that, to answer that, can you guys hear me? I got you. Okay, okay. To answer that question, Carl. Um, man, I. I think it's more that we don't we don't it's it's what you said, but it's also we don't take advantage of team weaknesses. For instance, Chris, you just mentioned that Seattle's um defense isn't very that good covering the tight end. Which, you know, to the naked eye looks great for us because we got a so called 
all-star tight end, or he he was back in the day. But we got a we, we got a we got a good safety valve in in Wallace who can get him the ball. Um, but I doubt Winky didn't exploit that because it it, it goes it, it goes in the history books, man. I'm gonna take it all the way back when we had Beckham. We played Philly, and at the end of the game, they asked Beckham, "Why didn't they throw the ball to you more? You had a rookie. Like all in all their cornerbacks was injured that game. They had rookies out there." Rookies in second stroke. Why did Beckham say, I don't know, I don't call the plays. It's just nothing at that. It's like if we play a team and we know that Slans confuse their strong safety because it's been happening five games straight and somebody's always wide open, guess how many Slants we're going to call in offense? Zero. Built. Zero. Nada. Any other language that you can understand that means zero. Point blank period. Because we like to go to wounded teams and come down to their level. At any means necessary. I have no idea why they do it. Um, four different coaching uh four different uh coaching staff, including Carlson all the way into now. And this Okay, I think that's the end of Dre Graham for now. He's disappeared. Okay, nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. I don't know what happened to him, but I know who is here. Um, let me just say this though. Let me just say this though before before this comes on. Yeah, man, I'm in my feelings right now, bro. Um, look, this, the. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be a little bit – let me just say this much. The Giants have had an 11-day break. Well, they will, they will have by the time they get here to this Monday night game. They'll be healthier overall. I'm not really sure what Seattle's level of enthusiasm is coming to MetLife. They had a 30 they, – they scored 37 points the last two wins. Um. And they got the – let me see. They had a crazy-looking loss in week one of the Rams. Right now, I'm wondering is this – I don't know what the – I'm going to hold on to Carl because I want him to give me the, the odds. But I'm, it feels almost almost toss-up-ish to a certain degree, to a certain degree. And uh, that's just an idle thought I have. But, Billy Bob, man, go ahead and give me five minutes and see. Tell us what we don't know. What I think we don't know is uh... – or. I'm really feeling that we have not yet found our quarterback in a defense perspective. Like, Okorake, I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying what it, what it is and what it ain't. But I still think up to this day or up to Monday night, we still haven't found our linebacker. Because I'm starting to look at it like this here. When you have two, I'm not saying they they could be above average defensive, defensive tackle and you're still getting ramped on on that, like, I know they, I know they either getting double teamed, something like that. And for me to be looking at it like your linebackers are not, like it's like it's like they none and void. Like I don't even feel like we have linebackers taking the truth. And when you don't have a linebacker that can like quarterback your defense, your cornerbacks are not going to play up the par. I, I feel like it's, it's all hand in hand. It, it's just a whole tricking down effect. And then when I even get back to the, like when I even get back to the defensive line. I don't even think Thibodeau is even showing up some day, some of these games. It's like he's not even there. You got Ojolari, he's not like right now, he's like always 75% hurt. So it's like when you're looking at our defense right now, man, it's, it's like he's in shambles to me, man. Because it's just the beginning ramped on, and you get It's like, even though I know our offense ain't nothing, but when they start to make noise and you're looking for that one stop, our defense is not there. And the only time they probably showed up, it was against that Arizona team that I say they was looking to lose. But just looking at it from my point of view, I'm still looking at it like right now, guys, we have not yet found a linebacker. I mean, like, that is so significant just to have a linebacker to have everybody in place, just just having everybody there. And if you don't have that, 
is like it's going to be on and on. You're going to see holes. You're going to see holes and holes and holes because it don't make no sense for your cornerback to be getting stiff arm like that. I mean, I'm watching base. I don't know how many games I don't see him get manhandled by a running back getting stiff arm like that. I'm like, who you talking about? Who you talking this. about? Base be getting stiff oh, okay. arm by a running back. This this a rookie just be getting stiff arm. I'm like. Listen, where's the linebacker to help this man out? Like, where's the truth? And then I, I'm like, Adore Jackson, I ain't going to say he overrated, but it just is it, not there to me. It is it, not there. But sometimes, and then I, I got to bring it back. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. But sometimes the defense, sometimes I try to give the defense at least five games to get themselves together because sometimes cause the, the defense got to play as a unit. That's one thing they got to play hand-in-hand. But from what I'm looking at, guys, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not going to even talk about the offense right now. It's just what I'm looking at from our defensive point of view is like I'm starting to look at it like we don't have a linebacker, a solid linebacker, a quarterback. Where you'd be like, this is legit. This is legit. Because like I said, okay. when you got Lawrence, when you got Lawrence, you got Williams. Something should be happening up there in that trenches that we're not getting. Hmm. And didn't even didn't he add, didn't even add uh the dude from Arizona uh, I forgot his name already uh that we just took in I'm it's like something is wrong something is wrong and until we figure that out something like something is wrong okay okay well I tell you what Billy Bob I'm gonna hand that I'm, I'm gonna have somebody to rebut rebut that for for you in just a second but I want to mention one thing and it's one thing I just kind of noticed. I don't know if you guys noticed this because it, it, so far we've had a shit show with with the team in blue, but um, Sexy Dexy Lawrence, he's the only one so far this season that's, who's been constantly putting pressure on the QBs and stopping the run. Have y'all noticed that? And I saw, I'm looking at, wait, 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 wait. He's got 15 tackles and four quarterback hits. We've got two sacks overall and no turn. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Yeah. He, he yeah, looks still like a pro bowl. Game. Huh? Yeah, we just what got two sacks. We literally just got two sacks in that 49ers game. Yes, we but did. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm exactly talking about. When you got sexy dads doing that, where's the linebacker to be like that, that, that second layer okay. to be like holding that up? You got a point. You got a point. And the one and only G6 is in the house to answer that. What's up, Chief? Welcome back. What's going on, man? Hey. What's going no, on? Hey, wait a minute. Hey. I know. Chief Six is in the house. I, hey, man, hey. you know, I don't uh So how you doing? You know. Hey, man, you know, same on same, man. Living life, living the dream. <laughs> uh, you know. All right. You're day, Billy man. Bob. This is... This ain't what. This is what y'all don't. Y'all missing the whole Billy Bob. Everybody missing the whole point, bro. Call everybody. Listen. Okay. When Wink got when Wink got fired in Baltimore, there was a reason that they parted ways. He didn't get right out fired. They had a they had a disagreement in philosophy. Wink's scheme and philosophy is outdated, and and Harbaugh knew that. It's too aggressive in this day and age. It's too many receivers in the passing lane. It's too. It's, the, the game today is too pass heavy. Quarterbacks can scramble. The whole problem with a Bobby O and Kayvon and Leonard Williams, they're the wrong scheme. This scheme is flawed. We got the talent. The scheme is flawed. If you look at Baltimore's record, he never. If you look at Wink's, I'm sorry, Wink's record with Baltimore, he never had a double digit sack guy in that scheme ever. When guys would lead that scheme. They will go get double-digit sacks the next year on a different team. Uh, it's, it's numerous players. Go look it up. It's there. But they, under under Wink, they never got more than eight sacks. I think maybe one guy got nine sacks, the guy that went to Green Bay. When he left okay. Wink, when he left Baltimore and got to Green Bay, he had double-digit sacks just about every every year he was there. So my point is this. <coughs> Wink didn't utilize Patrick. Queen, the linebacker, he didn't utilize him in the right way in Baltimore. They were almost calling him a bust until last year 
when the scheme changed, and guess what? All of a sudden, Patrick Queen's the stud linebacker alongside Smith. Now they got, now they got a, a stud linebacker, and all of a sudden, when Wink's out of the door, it's Wink. The schemes, if you're sending people the way he sends people, there's always going to be an open receiver, always going to be an open outlet. Okay, now this, this team, but, but Jet, this team got three, this Seattle team got three freaking killer receivers here, even it, though Jackson Smith hasn't been getting, they, getting uh, targets. So what do you see coming up, what, though? What do, you, what do you see on Monday night? It's going to be the same thing that's been happening. It's going to be the same thing that we've been seeing. Unless, unless Wink changes, Wink ain't going to change. I don't think he's going to change. So unless, unless he miraculously changes his spots, which I don't think he is, that, that Geno is going to have open wide receivers all through the secondary because Wink's going to send people. That's what he does. He doesn't, he doesn't look, at, look at Dallas for a second in their defense. The, the, what makes their defense so potent is that they're getting pressure with the front four and they're zoning out right. the back end of everything. That's why they got so many turnovers and, and, and the quarterback's sitting there holding the ball because he doesn't have a readily rare receiver to throw to all the time. And then you got Parsons barreling down your neck. Kayvon can have that type of impact. Isaiah Simmons can have that type of impact, but not when you're blitzing all the time. Teams watch film. I think Lady Blue said it. Teams watch the film. They watch film. Weak defense is easy to, 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 to complete passes on. Because of that, yeah, there's some tackling issues, but it, but the philosophy of this defense is what is why uh, Arizona can go up on that twenty twenty one whatever it was to nothing. Now that coach made a grave mistake and took his foot off the pedal. You can't do that in the NFL. You know what I mean? You can't you can't do that. It's, this is still it's still a protein. You're still going against professionals. Correct. Right. That's why they went up twenty one nothing because that because the defense is just so flawed. Dobbs was carving us up. They car- he carved us up in the first half. It, was- it wasn't no secondary. Um, that defense does not utilize linebackers in the correct way. It just doesn't, man. It- 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 that-, that-, that scheme is just way-, it's way too aggressive for today's football. That scheme is much like Buddy Ryan's. It- it's, a- it's-, it's like a-, a knockoff of Buddy Ryan's at 46. That was great when quarterbacks yeah. were statues and you ran the ball a lot. That was a great scheme. But now you can't do that with these fast receivers that's running four twos and four threes to get open at a, in, in milliseconds to get open quick. You can't do that no more. That scheme is outdated. That's why he got. That's why he got released from Baltimore. Got it. All now, right. Why now? You gotta ask yourself this question. I'll leave you with this. You gotta, I, <laughs> okay. I'll leave you with this. Why would you go out and hire this guy? I I I, I know we tried to keep Patrick Graham. But why would you go out and hire this guy? Harbaugh, if the, the Ravens are a playoff contender every year. If he's that good, he's with the Ravens still. So if they're letting him go, why would you pick him up? Why would you hire him? Think about hmm. this. Doesn't make any sense. Why would you grab this guy if Baltimore let him go? Baltimore is a playoff contender again every year. If they're letting him go, I don't, I don't want Baltimore's trash. <laughs> Uh, that's all I. Yeah, I mean, but Jet, but Jet, but Jet, but Jet, we had six offers that he picked us. He had six offers, man. Six. He, he, yeah. He had, he, he had yeah, we had six different offers, offers, and, and he picked, and he picked us. Man, I, I mean, I, I, I mean I'm not trying to be divisive. I'm just telling. I'm, I'm kind of answering. I'm not really answering your question, but I, that, I'm, that's a fun fact, if you will. No. He had six no offers. way. No way. No way that am I picking up a guy that just left a playoff contending team uh-huh. and making him my DC. And you, why y'all let him go? Why y'all let him go? Y'all, y'all at the cusp of winning the Super Bowl or being in the Super Bowl. If he's that great, why y'all let him go? They let him go. If you go to YouTube, I'm going to give y'all a funny assignment. Go to YouTube and put in Wink Baltimore. And their fans, when he got let, let go, they were rejoicing because they knew – Man, that last year of his defense in Baltimore was hard. It's just like it with the Giants right now. It's just like it was last year. Yeah, you added linebackers. The excuse last year was, well, we ain't got no linebackers. It ain't the line. It's the philosophy, man. It's the philosophy of this defense. It's too gotcha. aggressive. There's no gotcha. adjustment, and it's too aggressive. Yep, that's it. All right. 
Thank you, homie. Appreciate that. That's Cheese Fix, everybody. Uh, real quick, I got Jason, then Big Sean, then back to the top with, with C-Notes. Jason, where you at, man? Man, I'm here for you, Chris. I'm here for you. I just I just <laughs> heard my compadre. I just heard my compadre break it all down. But, man, I didn't know. I didn't do my homework. Obviously, G6 didn't do his homework to realize that there were six other squads that wanted this dude's services. There were six other squads. Chris, bravo, Chris, bravo really? to you for doing your homework. You did your well, You educated us. I didn't know that. I wanted to know who he was, you know, when he got here, before he got hired. I, I, I didn't know that. I, I, I feel like yeah. I was educated by somebody else on that now. But, I you remember. know, it's interesting. Uh, real quickly, real quickly, Chris, it's almost like we, we went from, uh, uh, get used to the word exotic. We went from exotic James Dutcher, okay, got rid of him. Then we had some stability with Patrick Graham, and now – we are in a situation where I guess Wink Martindale is exposed. So we're almost like kicking the can still down the road to get the stabilization that we need to properly deploy the defensive personnel that we have and the future vision that we want to go through going forward. Got it. Man. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> Damn. All right. This has been a revelation of a show thus far. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. That was the incredible L I T right there. Big Sean. Uh we have a game on Monday night. I know you know that and that's why you call it. So what's your matchup yeah, right there? It, it, um, I mean it, it's on prime time. That's just a matchup in itself. Us on prime time, which we don't do so well on. So, yeah, this this yeah, is not going to be so good. But what's amazing to me, what I've learned today was, was the other caller said the same thing too. I just didn't realize that, you know, with all the money that, that our organization and other football organization pay out to these coaches and stuff like that, that if you just listen to the fans, because the fans know what they're talking about. Why are we going to pick up Wink when he's trash? I think other people know better than us why. I just think he okay. needs the right players to adjust. I, yeah, that's, what do you think, what what do you think Wink's going to do on Monday night, though? What do you think Wink, Wink's got in, got in store tomorrow, I mean, uh, Monday night? Man. I mean, he's going to try to put pressure. I don't see it working. Um, I don't okay. see we. I don't think we have the players to match up with these wide receivers. Um, quarterback that we did have that everybody thought that was a bust that was no good. He's shining once again two years in a row. Good old Geno Smith, looking good. Yeah, um, I'm afraid he. I hope to pull it out, but yeah. it's just one of those. I'm, I, I'm sorry to keep bringing it up. For some odd reason, we're not good on prime time. <laughs> and until Man. we break away from that, somehow, somewhere, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite depressing. And okay. it just looks like Seattle is just rolling right now. Even though they did Ooh. have a loss, but can we hang in there with them? I, I mean, everybody talk about the defense. I'm trying to figure out our offense because we just got a, a number one receiver knowing how to use him correctly as far as I'm concerned. So um, that's that's my thing. Like, what are we doing besides that the, the, the half of the third quarter and fourth quarter and, and, you know, in the Cardinals, what are we doing offensively? Like, okay. I – I just don't get it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be. You know, I'm always gonna be a Giants fan. But Monday night, you're gonna hear this question all throughout the. Why the Giants on prime time for? Get used to it. All right. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, Big Sean. Can I ask okay. Sean a question? <laughs> I'm getting ready to give it to. Oh, yeah, give it to. Yeah, go ahead, C Note. You next anyway. Go ahead. Hey, hey, Sean. Do you think because a lot of stuff has been made about Walter? You brought up Waller just now, and apparently he's still dealing with this hamstring thing that's going to be a lingering thing all year. But you watch how he moves during some of these games, and I keep asking myself. Maybe you wonder the same thing. Were the Giants sold a lemon with this guy? Nah, man. I don't think so. I don't oh, think sorry. You want to make sure. I don't know if it's the scheme. I don't know. You know, it could be because he's still but he's still out there playing. He's not missing no games, but it's just what 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 is our offensive identity? What are we trying to do? It just seems like, okay, we got this speedy receiver. You know what it reminds me of? The other guy that went to Kansas City, Tony, what are we doing with them? What is the plan? Yeah. Like, why are we bringing them along slowly? If we have a weapon, use the weapon. Why are we not using an offensive weapon? And then he goes someplace else and wins the Super Bowl. It's not making sense. Because, you know, Sean, somebody brought this up this week. They said that if Waller was a free agent and could go to any team, based on scheme, he probably never would have picked the Giants anyway but it just so happened that he got traded to them and that the, his, his skill set and what the Giants try to do on offense don't match. And I think it's something we might want to just kind of keep an eye on over these Hold next on. couple I'm of weeks to see if that exactly plays I'm bring, out. I'm going to bring that around to the panel. I want to bring that around to the panel, C-Notes. Hold on to, hold on to okay. that thought. I want to bring that around. Uh, let me tell you this real quick. Let me tell you this real quick because I'm getting ready to ask you about the odds again. Um, let me see. Where, where is it at? All right. So – for Seattle, cornerback uh, Woolen, chest injury, uh, left tackle cross, toe injury, Kobe Bryant, their defensive back, toe injury, Phil Haynes, their guard, he's coming back. Okay, he's the one coming back. The other ones, is, they're doubtful. Also, what, what did you do? Did you mention Disley a little while ago, that tight end? He's, yeah, he's close to the day. Right, he's got concussion protocol as well as the oh, shoulder okay. injury. And Trey Brown, the cornerback, he's got a concussion, so they won't know anything cl- than closer to day by day. All right, so based on that, uh, let me see. So what do you, what's, what's, what's the odds looking like, Bob? So the odds have been, move, have been moving around from the time this line came out. Um, but as of right now, Seattle is favored by a point. Um, at, at MetLife on Monday. Uh, it's been ranging between a point and a point and a half. Um, now, normally, of course, you get three points for home field, but the fact that the Giants yeah. aren't even getting that should tell you something um, coming into this game here. And that, that line sounds about right when you factor in how these two teams played last year and what we've seen so far for, through the first three games of this year. I'm concerned about let me be honest, Kenneth Walker the third. He had 156 scrimmage yards and two TDs last week against Carolina. Uh, I, I, then, we, then the last time we played, we saw what um, Christian McCaffrey, of course, was doing, how he ripped us apart. How do you uh, see us against – and that's something else that everybody could st- stick in their um, back pocket when I come back around to y'all. How do you see our, our run defense uh, performing in this game? Well, I think the Giants are going to have to make a decision on what you want to take away. Do you, do the, the Giants don't have enough cornerbacks as it stands right now to, to match up with the Seattle receiver. They, 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 mm-hmm. just, they just don't. Like if, I, like if I told you right now, take the Giants' three best cornerbacks and tell me how you want to deploy them against Seattle's wide receivers. You're going to have a hard time figuring out all right, which, which one do you want to go with. Uh, that's a trick. So if that's already in play, how do the Giants try to commit to stopping the passing game and that opens up more running space? Or okay. do the Giants try to basically force Geno Smith to basically, you know, say, say dare you to throw the ball? And the Giants are blitzing, I think, at the heaviest rate in the league, but are the least successful. It's, it's, a, it's a strange thing so far. And yeah. so I, I, it, it's gonna, early on, I think the, probably the first 20 plays will tell you exactly how this game's going to go. 
But as yeah. it stands right now, the Giants are not, at least when they're run on the ground game, if you notice in Arizona, we saw this last week, and Lick could probably speak to this a little bit more, Giants defenders were not getting hands on, on running backs for the first couple of yards. And if that's going to continue, I think Seattle might just play the game on the ground with the two running backs, Walker, Charbonnet, uh, the running back, the rookie that they just drafted in the second round this year, and yeah. just kind of put the Giants on edge and then take their shots deep down the field and do the game that way. That's I'm, I'm envisioning that yeah. in my head. Okay. Lady Blue? I agree. Um, like I said, we, we, I don't see us stopping Walker or Charbonnet. I really don't. I mean, and us trying to just keep up with Metcalf and Lockett, I, I don't see how that's even going to happen. I mean, as of right now, Seattle's got over 200 more total yards, passing yards, and over and, – and shit. I mean, they've already doubled our points per game. We, I, we really seriously need to go back to basics in defense just to be able to stop the run and get a hold of their um, wide receivers. I mean, I, we have still no idea of how Barkley's doing because he is our run game. And That's today-to-day yeah, day as well. Right, day-to-day. Day. I mean, as far as everybody else, we need to figure out how to get Hyatt more involved because of his speed. I can see this kid beating their defense because of the speed he has. But whether or not our offensive line can give DJ enough time to find him or throw him the damn ball is the question. Because mm. yeah. we all see in Hyatt. Hyatt's got speed, and he can find ways to get open. I like this kid. But everything else, I mean, it's a crapshoot. And, again, the killer is is we're on fucking prime time. I mean, God dang. I mean, yeah. shit. We need to kill Speaking of that, time everybody, time. I will be on after the game on Monday. Just so you know, even though half of y'all will be asleep or pissed off. <laughs> well, hell, my full-time job right now is taking care of my mother, so I'll be on. I'll be on whether or not I'm pissed off or I'll be drinking. I can tell you that much. The second, I mean, well, the Giants, the Giants games have, I mean, turned a lot of people into alcoholics. <laughs> yes, they have. Yes, they have. Drinking is hey, a prerequisite. Let's go. Let's go. I'm gonna come fan. back around to you because I didn't know. I didn't look. I didn't notice the time. I'm coming right back to you, babe, for your final thoughts. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay, where's my where's my man at? What where did Dre go? There you are. I'm right here. Hey Dre, give me your give me your combined final thought with with uh, what whatever um C notes brought up about everything else. Can you hear me? I got you. Okay. All right. So I wanna I wanna answer D six question right quick, and I'm gonna blend it in with yours. Why the hell would we hire Wink? And then you said there were six teams that wanted him. Yeah, okay. Cleveland, so Houston, is, Denver, this, us, and so I this, forget what the other what the other two were. Oh, okay. So this is my this, this is my analogy of it. I don't give a damn if two hundred teams wanted him. He's old school, like D six said. That team is old school. The team that's going to allow him to work old school and not have a problem with it. That's where he's going to go. And that's what happened with us. We got a we got an owner that's old school, and it trickles down to our offense and our defense every damn coaching, year. Every coaching, man. Come on, man. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's my take on that. And then, right quick, right quick, uh, right quick, uh, Chris, I want to uh, tell you about that stat, right quick. Okay, so okay. I don't know. I yeah, think you came out this week. Be right okay, right quick. Do you know DJ hasn't had two games back to back where he had two touchdowns or more in thirty six games? Right? Well, and in in fifty six games that he played, he's only done it three times. Man. Okay, so the people the people listening now, um, well well, how did that help us win? Really? It probably don't help us win, but I tell you 100% sure what the hell it shouldn't have did was got him $160 million a year. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's you all know, I'm hey, saying. I, it's, give me a, is that, give me a final thought, Dre. 
final thought, um, man, just I see, I, I wasn't even thinking about the uh, the, the matchup with the receiver. Well, all I was thinking about was DK, uh, but I forgot about the other two receivers. Um, I don't know how Wink is going to spend this. Um, yeah, prime time. You know, it's prime time Monday night. Um, it sucks for us, and also it sucks for us that we at home. Because for some reason we don't have a good home winning, winning, winning uh, record. We got all the people that pay all that night. money to go home. It's I, I don't know. So that's double win, okay. home and prime time. Uh, I don't know, speechless. I don't know. But uh, right. yeah, I would like I would, I would like to think I would like to uh, hear with with uh, some of the stakeholders think about that stat that I threw up about DJ. 56 games, only did it three times. 36 games was the last time that he did a back-to-back two-game uh, okay. touchdown. Okay, we're going to give that. Th- hey, Dre, thank you, bro. I'm going to give that to Billy Bob. Billy Bob, combine that with your final thought. Get in your feelings, please. Uh, my, I, I'm going to get in my feelings because uh, I know for sure that uh, – to this day, we still don't know how to use our personnel because when I check, when I'm last, when I'm really thinking, <laughs> we let two wide receivers. Listen to me now, bro. This ain't no joke. This ain't no joke to me. This ain't you no made, joke you to kill me, me with that, this though, is okay, guys, bro. This is why I'm in my feelings because I know we let two receivers out the door, and they were big, intricate parts in Super Bowls. Kadarius Tony and, and Odell Beckham. We let them out the door, and I'm still sitting to myself, and it's like, how oh, the hell – we don't know how to use our players. Why does it for them to leave the door to make names for the – not even make names, but they were key points in Super Bowl. One almost came away with the MVP. One almost returned the punt return, which was really made a difference in the Super Bowl for them. So I'm trying to That's get to true. my point is, Brian Dayball, I mean, I hate to say it, but you just like start trying to figure out, like, do you really – I mean, you got to get to the point, like, knowing your personnel out here because – you got this rookie. I mean, everybody's talking about a rookie, but I'm still thinking that Darius Slate can do the same thing a rookie doing. We not even doing what we're supposed to do with the guys we got right now. It's just like I'm looking at a whole, like, like we running in circles again. Is it the offense? Is it the defense? Is it the play calling? Is it this? Is it that? It's all coming down to the same thing where I'm like, do these coaches know what they have on hand or what can they do with these players? And if they don't, if they can't figure that out, we're gonna be sitting here doing the same thing every year. It's the play calling. It's the defense. Is this person not coaching? That person not coaching. Is, is it the quarterback? Because now we're paying this quarterback a whole bunch of money to throw the ball, and it's like they ain't even working. We got to run a back. That ain't even working. Trying to figure out is is what it is. Is it's got it's it's boiling down. Can these guys figure out their personnel, dog? If they don't figure that out quickly and hurry, we're going to be saying the same thing every year. I promise y'all. Regardless of what coach come in or how they do it, what schemes they come with, what is, it, can you can you deal with it? Bleed, bleed blue. Got it. Billy Bob, y'all. G6, you still here? Final I'm still here, my brother. <laughs> okay, final uh, thought, please. <laughs> Yeah, DJ trash, man. Look, at the end of the day, I'm to Lady Blue, I'm sorry. I, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but DJ does not throw anticipation passes, which is much needed in the NFL for an NFL starting quarterback. He doesn't throw with anticipation whatsoever. The guy has to be wide open for him to throw the ball. It's like a boxer not letting his hands go in a boxing match, and he won't punch. That's DJ. Damn. DJ hey, will not man. throw the ball on a post route or any, uh, when you're throwing the ball deep. Drew Brees didn't have a rocket arm, but that ball was in the air before the receiver even looked up. Uh, that's why yep. the plays look bigger. They look bigger than what they were uh, with DJ. That, if that receiver's not wide open, he is not throwing the ball. He's garbage. He's horrible. He's not a starting caliber quarterback. Sorry, sorry, Chris, man. I know we're going to talk about Seattle. But it's hard to talk about matchups when you got fundamental flaw things with your team. Uh, we may win a game here and there, but until this team changes the quarterback, until they change Wink, 
we can be back in the postseason next year with, with, with a couple of right moves. But DJ ain't right. going to be a part of that equation. I'm sorry. He just don't throw. Uh, Seattle's real aggressive, right? He just right. don't throw. Uh, it's not the O-line. He's making the O-line look bad. He makes them look worse. Uh, Neil gave up some plays. Uh, obviously, he's going to give up plays to Parsons and some of these other people. But, DJ, you're holding the ball. Throw the damn ball, bro. People are opening the scene. Uh, uh, Campbell, Paris Campbell, uh, I was asking, like, why is he running them stupid little short routes? It wasn't that. His routes are designed to get him the ball quick so he can make a move. He can make plays. That's what he do. That's what Paris Campbell does. You get him the ball, he gets yak. He makes people miss. He spins. He cuts. He do this and that. When you get it, you DJ is getting him the ball at the end of the route. You should have gave him the ball two seconds ago. You you throwing it to him late. You throwing it to Waller late. All right. Ain't nothing wrong with Waller. Waller could be hey, in passing right now. But you ain't getting the ball this. on time. I love this man, but I gotta skip people to say goodbye, man. <laughs> so so please blue. Please, Blue, bro. You, hey, that was that was gospel. That was gospel. Big Sean, I need I need thirty five seconds, sir. I hope we win. Bleed blue. Bleed blue. Jason, I need thirty five seconds, sir. Uh, I'll praise G six. I'll praise G six for his sermon. He was money. Hey, so real quick. Um, as far as the game, it is going to be very interesting how they try to defend Lockett, Smith, and you know, DK Metcalf. I don't see it possible. But on the back side of that, if you look at Seattle as a whole, they traded off Russell Wilson. They got a haul of, dra- a haul of draft picks, and they are doing just fine, if not better. Can't we be that? Can't we just trade somebody off, whoever it is, get a haul of draft picks, and rebuild, retool where we need to be? I think Joe Shane's going to actually do that. Bleed blue, sir. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My man. Oh, man. Um, um, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? See, no kill ass. So, kill out. Uh, where are we? Oh, here we are. You got 30 seconds, homie. DB's on the line, y'all. Um, I just... Chimed in. I'm not sure what y'all were talking about, but I mean, just as far say, as just say, goes, just say, bleed blue, and I that's, and, and tell tell us what you hope for. You only got a few seconds, dude, because I'm getting ready. Well, to, get ready. To I, talk. Hope, I hope I, I hope Stink Martindale goes back to Wink Martindale, starts running uh, actual real defense, and stop getting gassed in the, in the pass and the run. And David McKinney better get his head out of his ass, man, because he's on some Landon Collins stuff. He started off good from Alabama, and now he's kind of stinking it up. So they got to do something. And O-line, I don't know what to say about that except for John Michael Schmidt. Bleed blue. Bleed blue. That's that's my man right there. That's the that's – the, <laughs> me crying to himself. Lady Blue, say something. Let's just break this primetime curse and get a freaking win on primetime. Bleed blue. Bleed blue. Carl, say something. Score some points. <laughs> Score some points and, and stop somebody. That, that's about all I got to say on, on Monday. But I'll give DB the rest of my time. Oh, man. DB, DB, you got 20 seconds. You got anything else to say? Uh, these, these coaches um, got to get it together. The players got to get it together. Because uh, right now, we, we look super bad. We, this is embarrassing. Even other teams that are bad don't seem as bad as the Giants for some reason. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how it looks in my eyes. They got, got to make it. it happen. And that was great to see Dallas move. Bleed blue. Bleed blue. Check out Azul. Uh, Check out Azul Unfiltered. Check out the Stakeholder Spotlight. It's featuring some of the great sports stories of sports fans. Uh, be on the lookout for the Bleed Blue Show video clips and reviews to be re- highlighted on the Bleed Blue fan page, Ranger Proud page, Nickelbacker Al, Yankees, the whole nine yards. Want to go ahead and thank the C Notes, NY Love 516, my man Dre Graham, Billy Bob and his feelings, the incredible G6, Jason's ever lit stuff, and the beat grinder himself, DB. Hey, look, we better beat, we better win this game. That's all I got to say about that shit. All right. 
Blee Blue, everybody. Thank you so much for calling in. Let's do this again after the game. And remember, every Thursday, you got the professor. So, hey, you know, Blee Blue, man. Blee Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.